0: What is going on, everybody? You are back on another edition
1: of The Coach's Corner. I am Justin Dupengeiser, and I am joined, as always, by my guy, Caleb James. Caleb,
0: what is going on, dude? Not a whole heck of a lot. It seems some of the the headlines in the league have died down. But uh, I would just like to say this is the 51st episode of this program, And for those of you who are our regular listeners on Anchor, Spotify, however you choose to listen to our podcast, we appreciate that. You guys might want to switch over to YouTube because for the first time I can actually say you should go like and subscribe to Arrowhead Live and some of our videos because this is our first YouTube production here. And we have a pretty special show planned for you today before we get into the video content of it. Uh, there's been, a, like, just some craziness in Chiefs' kingdom. It feels like the last week, you know, there's been, like, panic behind Tyron Matthews' contract. There's been over-exaggeration extraordinaire for uh, some of the young offensive linemen on the Chiefs. And then somehow today Tyree Kill got caught up in a debate between him and Randy Moss. So it's been a boring offseason. It's been a crazy offseason. Where are some takeaways from some of these things that's been going on, though.
1: Yeah, pretty, pretty bizarre off season for a team that is um, coming off of back-to-back Super Bowl appearances with one win. You know, obviously last year they fell short, but you wouldn't think it would be such a uh, a, a wild and almost panic-stricken, I feel, offseason as it is with, you know, first started with the offensive line. What are we doing? We're not going to be any good to us telling everybody if you've been listening we've been telling people from the beginning stay calm there's so much time left you don't know what's going to happen Veach is going to correct it that's just what he does when there's an issue and sure enough we're there but now all of a sudden it's uh, people going crazy watching Lucas Nyang saying he's fat and he can't move and everything and I'm watching the film I'm squinting. I'm looking I'm like what (laughs) what is everybody looking at yeah he's got a belly on him but He's got long arms. He's got long legs. He looks athletic. He he was moving just as good as any offensive lineman out there. I mean, you got to remember, too, he's, he's 6'6", 315 pounds. Like, what what are we doing right now?
0: You uh you Chiefs fans that are saying he looks fat, in my opinion, have probably revealed themselves as bandwagon Chiefs fans because he's a big boy. But let's not remember, some of those Priest-Holmes offensive lines, they had the biggest boy of all time playing left tackle for them. Willie Rofe And by the way, if people are freaking out about how big Nylon is now, wait till Orlando Brown gets to town. That's all yeah. I have to say about that. Yeah, exactly.
1: They call him Zeus for a reason because the dude's practically a mountain. He is a massive human being. No, it's just crazy to me. You, you, you People see this guy moving around in shorts in, in May and it's just complete sheer and utter panic and saying how terribly looks and everything. Meanwhile, he didn't let up one sack ever in college, you know, playing against um, good defenses in a Power Five conference. And Andy Reid's out here saying how uh, tremendous his feet look and how athletic he looks. But, you know, here we are on Twitter and calling the dude fat. It's like, what, what where, what are we doing right now? What are oh, it's we a
0: Slap in the face. People are comparing him to Breland Speaks. They're saying, this looks awfully Breland Speaks-like. Number one, Breland speaks, not that athletic out of college, not a ton of production out of college, didn't do a whole lot, not really a good fit for anywhere, too big to play defensive end, too slow to play defensive end, not big enough to consistently play the interior, showed up vastly overweight after a year in which he'd already played, in which they had been trying to play him as an edge rusher. This guy has had a year off of football. He hasn't played in over two years. He's probably not in tip-top game shape right now but he looks more or less to me the exact same he's been. I think people are just panicking and freaking out because there's nothing to panic and freak out about. But I have a newsflash. I mean, offensive linemen are kind of fat sometimes, so it's okay.
1: It is okay. And if Andy Reid, who is a guy that tends to know a little bit about offensive line, who usually doesn't just come out and praise people, especially first-year players, which Nyan technically is, for no reason comes out and says his, his, his footwork looks tremendous. And like, what what are we doing? Like, what are we worried about here? Like, let's let's at least wait until we see them with pads on and see them get to some physical stuff and practices and against some competition to start calling the dude fat and then acting like he can't move. So, and I, I mean, if you're one of the people on that side that thinks he looks terrible, you're, you're gonna be really, really disappointed when he gets the first shot at right tackle this year, because I'm I'm almost certain he's going to.
0: Yeah, it's going to be awesome seeing him and Trey Smith out there playing together this year. I think some of the – Tyron Matthew been on a little tweet storm lately. There's been some people hypothesizing he might not come back to Kansas City. Um, I've kind of thought maybe they could be in a 50-50 stage with him where, you know, he is getting a little bit older, so they maybe are going to want to have to think about what they have to prioritize contract-wise – but it seems like as big a leader as he is, he is on the Chiefs and as good as the Chiefs they are at getting their guys, that it doesn't seem like there's too much to worry about at the current time. I, I, to me, if you look at what kind of Veach has done since
1: he's become GM, he's really tried to almost top load the roster and find a core group of guys that he wants to keep around and be the dudes, right? It's Patrick Mahomes, it's Tyron Matthew. It's Chris Jones and Frank Clark to a lesser extent. Now Clark hasn't worked out as much as he wanted him to. But like, I feel like those, you know, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, like he wants those guys to be the core of the football team going forward. And then he'll fill in the pieces the rest of the way. I don't think that, I don't think he's going anywhere, right? We're going to wait in, the other thing you got to remember, everything is so fluid with the cap. Like once these TV contracts um, hit and, and come back, where they're going to be next year, where it's going to be just a massive, massive boost. It's not even going to be a thing. I don't think to extend him and, and sign him. And like he, honey, Badger deserves his money. He hasn't really gotten paid from anywhere that he's been, where he's been deserving of the money he's gotten. So I'm sure he wants to make sure he's getting every penny that he can out of the contract, which he has every right to do and should do as a player. Right. These guys' careers are are only so long. You need to get every ounce of money you can, when you can.
0: Yeah. Also, Brent Vicious historically waited until June and July to re-sign people to big deals because it makes it easier with the post-June 1st cut to kind of maneuver money around. So that'll be interesting. And then real briefly before we get into the show, uh, what do you think about the uh, Randy Moss-Tyree Kill debate? Because it seems a little, it seems silly to me. I mean, Randy Moss is easily a top two or three receiver of all time. Tyree Kill, you know, he's got a lot of career left, you know, but uh, what do you think about this goofiness that's going on on the internet today?
1: I think part of the problem is is that you can't ever just be like, man, both of those guys are just tremendous players that (laughs) we've been lucky enough to watch. And Because if you say that and don't take a side, then it's just like, oh, what are you doing? You have to pick a side. It's like, no, is Randy Moss probably a better deep threat? Yeah, he probably is. He's also one of the, like you said, top two or three best receivers of all time. Is Tyreek Hill an incredible talent? Yeah, he is. By the, by, the When everything's said and done, he might go down and, uh, as somebody who's in, you know, top 10, top whatever, five. If he keeps up this pace, who knows where he's going to end up? You know what I mean? Depending on how long he can play. So, I don't know. It just seems ridiculous. Like, it, sometimes we just, I think, get so caught up in trying to name – the greatest this, the greatest that, and compare everybody, you you lose track of, wow, it's really pretty incredible to be able to watch these incredible talents as they are instead of just comparing them to each other.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, everybody. So we're back. We're dealing with some technical difficulties. This is the third time we're making a go at it here, but we're going to get it figured out, I I swear. Um, We're we're pumped up right now because we are going to be taking a look at – Mr. Cornell Powell, when uh, he played Ohio State, he obviously was drafted by Kansas City um, in, this, in this draft here. Why don't we just get started? Um, tell me a little bit about what, what you think of Powell and maybe what you see when you're watching him.
0: I don't think he really fits the uh, Chiefs' mold for what they like in a wide receiver, but he's a piece I think that's going to help them with the overall balance of their team. You know, they have plenty of guys that are deep ball threats. And, of course, they have Travis Kelsey. What they've been missing is just a nice little possession receiver in the inside. And Powell has all the ability to be that guy. But he's also got a physicality to, a physicality to his game and a certain level of athletic ability to add some intrigue. And really his best trade is I think he just bullies up on defensive backs sometime. And on this play here, you know, he likes to get after guys. I mean, you see him running this dude all the way down the field you know I mean that's an attitude play he's a real attitude kind of guy
1: yeah so when I watch Powell you're right he doesn't really fit kind of the other Kansas City wide receivers right so McCall Tyreek those guys are small shiftier fast quick guys um Powell's not that he he did test well now um his game speed doesn't seem to match the 40 speed like he's got good speed um what what I'd rather see from him, though, is that that burst, right? He just doesn't have that second gear where he just runs away from dudes. But now that, that is what he does, right? He's only six feet tall, but he plays bigger. He does a tremendous, tremendous job plucking the ball with his hands, consistently winning contested uh, passes. And I think a reason that you see so many contested wins is because he doesn't have that burst for separation and he doesn't have that long... That long speed, that second second gear, really to separate as much. But man, he does that well. You can see there right before he high pointed it too. He gives that subtle little push off, and that's another thing he does really, really well. He's a, he's, I mean, he's a yoked up dude, right? He's put together. He uses his physicality and strength to his is uh, his advantage. He gives a little push off there, and he high points it. That's that is the, what he does the best. He is like a physical, and I think the, what. Ve- Veach side and Andy Reed kind of said of him is he's that post-up wide receiver and that you could see
0: it on film that's really what he is. That last play there I mean he even had a pretty good outside release on that one he doesn't have like that great downfield speed so I think one thing I noticed on film from him really deliberate with his cuts and really deliberate well here he's where he's going to release himself at and you know this game he actually he ended up dominating this game he had over 100 yards receiving and two touchdowns. We'll get into more of that as we come on. You know, that one catch was great. He's going to have to work to get the two feet down in the NFL, but, I mean, he's certainly got a great start for making these contested one-on-one catches on the sideline.
1: He does, and it's crazy. Like I said, he's only like six feet tall, um, a little over 200 pounds, but, man, he plays like he's, you know, 6'3", with the way he's able to high point and catch catch contested passes. That's a pretty good route right there. You know, obviously it doesn't go to him, but you watch off the line. He does a nice job stemming the defender, trying to get even with him, getting on his belt buckle so he can win that inside right there. You can see he can do it even a little bit more. Tough, tough spot because there are seven from Ohio State He's playing with so much inside leverage. But you can see he was really trying to work to that inside.
0: Then we got a little, his lineup outside. Looks like it's just going to be Trevor Lawrence, but. He's hustling down the field there. You know, a lot of guys will – a lot of wide receivers might just stop on the other side. He's always following the ball. That's something I've noticed from him.
1: Yeah, I know. He gives tremendous effort. He's a really interesting um, story, too, because, you know, he's a four-star recruit coming out of college, doesn't really ever play until his senior year where he sat behind some incredible receivers, right? So, he had some – obviously, Clemson, man, they're, they're bringing in talent left and right. And if you know anything about Daniel Sweeney, who is the head coach, that guy is known for being able to coach wide receivers up. Um, he started as a wide receivers coach, actually, and he takes a lot of pride in the position. So he coaches up wide receivers, and you can see that with, with uh, Powell. He, he is – by the time he's a senior and running this stuff, he, he listened, right? He has a lot of different releases, a lot of secondary releases, a lot of counter releases off of his, his main releases – um, if you go on Twitter, on YouTube, and look at Brad Kelly, he actually posted all of Powell's one-on-ones from the Senior Bowl. So he does a really nice job in that. He he gets uh, caught up once. I think it was Stokes from Georgia that was covered um Stokes is super patient with him and pretty pretty athletic at the line, so he had a little trouble there. But there's a nice little hesitation. Obviously, you know, was a wasn't a pass, but a little hezy slant there.
0: He made a he made a bigger impact in this game in the second half of the game. But he does have some pretty nice plays. This is one of his best games of his collegiate career.
1: Yeah. No. Last game
0: of his career in college. Oh. This is that semifinal game in yep. the sugar bowl. I think he does do a good job, even if it's going to be a run. He, you know, he does fire off. He's not just going to stand there and be stagnant with himself on the line of scrimmage. He's going to look to get himself involved a little bit. I think he's going to be the guy that probably comes in and, you know, some of those – hopefully we don't need it now with the offensive line. There's a nice play. Yeah, a so comeback. You, see,
1: you see like – you see right there. So I think that's Sean Wade that's defending him. Sean Wade ended up going in the draft. I can't remember from who, but he can play safety, You can play corner. But you can see there for, for Powell, he he didn't have the burst to get by him. And Wade, look, boom, kind of cuts him off. But then Powell's just so physical at the top of the route, he just gives him a little push by, stops, and he's wide open, right? Yeah. So he wins with his physicality and and his knowledge of route running more than he wins with, you know, that burst and separation that you're used to seeing out of Kansas City wide receiver.
0: And, you know, there's going to be some teams that are going to be content with letting, you know, Patrick Mahomes throw that pass 10 times a game to him there. I mean, we saw the Chiefs tried to get DeMarcus Robinson and Pringle involved at times, being that, you know, that wider guy out there when Sammy was hurt. They couldn't get the job done out there doing it. So we'll take a look now and see what they can do.
1: But here, like you can see, if you're watching all these films too, Powell is – he's lining up as the axe most times. He's the solo wide receiver – um, almost every single time at Clemson. So, and that's something that, you know, Kansas City needs right now is that guy to be that receiver that is opposite Tyree Hill. A lot yep. of times it's Kelsey when it's like a two-by-one or three-by-one detached. So, but.
0: I think he's going to be nice to have be able to lead block on some reverse plays, get Hill and Hardman in the open field because he is pretty good at picking up speed and throwing blocks downfield. So that'd be something interesting to watch for there as well.
1: Yeah, you see some of the stuff that Clemson does, too, as far as, like, uh, swing screens to the tailbacks and stuff like that. He's a pretty physical when he comes down and cracks linebackers, so he'll be good with that if they're, you know, Chiefs want to get CH involved on some screens and stuff like that. Dude, look at Trevor Lawrence just making something out of nothing with his legs. He's
0: such a stud. Yeah, he's going to be a pretty good football player. Like that, that is, that is such a good route. Yeah, let's go back. You know, it gets tipped or knocked down or whatever. Take a look at it.
1: Look at the patience, right? He's boom. so
0: deliberate. He's yeah. so deliberate because he doesn't have like that Tyree kill get off where he's going to go burn everyone. He do, probably doesn't even have the same downfield speed, you know, once he gets in the open field, Sammy Watkins does. No. But he's so deliberate. Whenever he catches the ball, he just – it's crisp. Man, it's he's crisp. You he can see he like sets him off the
1: first three steps, then boom, sticks that outside foot. He's done that little outside release. You think about the one we talked about with the stop where he's trying to outside release with Wade and he pushes him off on the comeback. Well, now he's trying to set him up with that outside release, make it look like the same thing, foot in
0: the outside, come back on the slant. There's a, there's a clip I shared last night on a Twitter. We'll get to later in this game. He puts a Sean Wade in the blender though on that one.
1: Oh, big time. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Another nice catch finds a little soft spot there. See, then that's,
1: and that's, a good, that's a good play showing, showing his intelligence, right? So you have this little high-low concept uh, on the, the screen there with the two guys with Powell and the underneath receiver. And instead of continuing running his route to the sideline, which would have covered, he would have been covered, he, he stops and he curls up in the, in the soft, soft spot of the zone. And again, just watch every time he catches the ball. So you, it's almost nine times out of ten, it's with his hands, and if it's not his hands, he's catching it with his body for a reason because he has a defender, you know, sitting on his back.
0: I like the way he finishes this play. You know, he's not just going to fall down. He put tucks the ball away. drag. He's kind of a tackle breaker, too, also, when he gets the ball.
1: Dude, he's thick, man. He's He's a thick physical wide receiver
0: you wouldn't really think of someone with his body type to be like a good jump ball guy, but he just puts such a physical beating on these dudes. And I think he's such a high IQ player. He just puts himself in a good position to win these plays.
1: He really does. Cause like you said, he's not, we've talked about it a couple of times here. I mean, he's only six foot. Like you don't think about six foot guys being the guys that you just throw it up to. And, but he consistently makes those contested catches. And obviously, this is good competition. I mean,
0: I mean, this is about as good as it gets. I mean, he's going against another draft pick. Ohio State's the college football semifinals, right? Um, here,
1: but again, you can see he lined up by himself. They're in like a little flex formation, two
0: by one. Trevor went to the tight end. Yeah. This game was a blowout. I know there's probably some people saying, "Oh, it's just gonna be garbage time stats," but. Still, it's pretty impressive because Ohio State doesn't usually just let up on people out of nowhere, especially after this was like their revenge game against Clemson in the first place. Right. Same thing, two-by-one, solo wide receiver. Trevor Lawrence takes it himself. You see the way he's – let's go back real quick. I like the way he was following around. my screen's frozen again here
1: yeah give it a second it might come up but um yeah <sighs> he is he is somebody though that I think that he learned a lot from his time sitting and it might not been ideal where he only had you know one year where he was like a true starter but I think that he he took that time because you can see and we've made a, a few points now here how he is very refined as a route runner. Like he understands how to get open. He understands how to create leverage. Um, it's impressive, really. I, I, where, Caleb, where do you think he fits in in this offense? Do you think he gets a shot right away, or do you think that he's going to kind of be
0: a rotational guy? I think they're going to let Pringle and Hardman – go after it first. I think they're specifically going to let Nicole go at it first. Um, Let me see here what I can do with this now. Looks like we got it out. Yeah, I think he's going to be the guy that comes in and I think he's going to take over. He's going to take over someone. Demarcus Robinson, no guarantees he's even making the roster here. I'm not going to give any guarantees to Byron Pringle either. I know everyone loves him. Guys, if he was that great, he would have been on the field last year for a reason. Demarcus Robinson was in the doghouse for most of the year. Just from not playing good. Yeah. And they're not going to give up on McCole Hardman because, as much as you do hate on McCole Hardman, he does have more potential than all three of these guys do. I'll still continue to say that. Agreed. But is Agreed. this guy going to come in and be more reliable than Rob? I think he can eventually. Pringle, I know everyone loves him, but this guy's going to end up being better than him because this is the difference between being a drafted player and an undrafted free agent, especially plays like that when you're just cooking cornerbacks left and right like that. That's a great route. Mm-hmm that's a great route let's take a look at Mm.
1: and it's like so subtle the first part of the route you watch you see so the corner has his butt to the sidelines trying to get depth and probably some sort of cover three look and the you can see him look like he's working to try to work to his blind spot to set up that he's coming back inside but already he's already got a beat and then the finish jeepers creepers
0: yeah let's take it back
1: so, see how it looks like he's working to his outside, to his like butt, to get into his blind side. So, he's going to come back underneath. So, that's what Wade is thinking. He's like, oh, he's trying to set me up to run this dig. And then all of a sudden, put the foot in the ground and you're back out. And then, whoop, throw me, dude.
0: Trevor Lawrence had some great chemists towards the end of this Just season. Him off. And by the way, when's the last time you've seen a receiver for the Chiefs? Not a tight end, not Kelsey. A receiver for the Chiefs do something like that. Been yeah. a
1: while. There's another route. If he would have thrown to him, look at he's clapping. He's saying, throw me the ball. Throw me the ball, Trevor. Look at it. Oh, my Boy. God.
0: Killed him. When's the last time we saw the Chiefs run a slant for a touchdown on the goal line?
1: Then he was clapping at him, too, saying, throw me the ball right there, bro.
0: Getting ready to get his here in just one sec. Yep. Yeah. See, he, he runs a good route like that. Sean Wade's getting a little timid. Now they're going to play him back a little bit. Just sets him up for a little, you know comeback route and then he's got plenty of space to get to the outside and score there it's a great finish again since that guy finishes plays that's not an easy play you to stretch for that one you see yeah,
1: that getting over the
0: pile on there yeah that's an impressive play now we get on up here just lined up off the line of scrimmage
1: a little nasty split running the speed out and you think about kansas city offense they do this a ton right They'll do those little five-yard speed-outs. You think about the AFC Championship game against Buffalo, Tyreek Hill caught one, and then he ended up going 71 yards, you know, after the catch. So they'll do those little speed-outs attached to the run game. There's another Most, good
0: release. Oh, man. Really good catch by that tight end, though, in yeah, the coverage. It. But you see Powell at the top there. Yeah, that's great Just release. gets a step on him. That's a great release. I know Trevor's not afraid to throw the ball, but if a certain individual sees a dude get a step like that headed to the end zone, he's throwing it that way. Yeah, yes, he is. Uh, it hurts me to see some of the runs that had Trevor Lawrence running in this ball game. Sometimes,
1: man this this is what they always did. They always Clemson. That's what they do, man. Big games.
0: You look at their big games. It's the quarterback run. That's what they always do. Got him or or, uh, Ohio State got him this time. Ryan Day got him
1: because Trevor
0: Lawrence he killed them with that the year before, though. Remember that he had that 70 yarder or whatever? Yeah, faking the toss from the counter. I almost think it's crazy they're gonna want to play ETN at wide receiver in Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's just to teach him how to. Run some routes and stuff. He's still going to be a running back. There's no way that they move him. To, excuse me to wide receiver.
0: Running backs don't matter unless you're Urban Meyer. <laughs> then you want them all. Yeah. Very.
1: So there Maybe you go. Shit. You know, three by one solo wide receiver. Another good. Re- Dude, that's such a good. That's a great route, man. That's such a good you know what the thing.
0: You know what the thing this game was? Ohio State's pass rush was really getting after Clemson's offensive line. Trevor had to get the ball out. Lawrence was getting the ball out quick. Yeah. Some of these routes he's running here taking a little bit of time because he isn't like such the natural athlete, you know, like some of these other guys are. But if the offensive line for the Chiefs can improve their protection time, some of these routes are going to eventually be able to pop open. Right. I think overall he expands what the Chiefs want to do offensively. seems like last year there was no in-between. It was either like nothing – there was just too much inconsistency. Like they need more of that. The only problem is the hard part to come across with that is whenever a guy like Robinson would catch that, he's going to turn and backpedal five yards and then run into someone and then go down. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's so simple. It's so simple but so effective
1: yeah
0: 10 yards there's 10 that's first down
1: yeah just a simple smash concept corners way off throw throw the underneath route and let him run for 10 yards and get a
0: first let's hmm he's always trying to work his way back into getting open. Even, even, he always seems like he's trying to find a way to get open no matter – I mean, I don't even know if it's always what he's supposed to be doing. But then, like, here, fuck causes the DPI because he's just mauling Sean Wade at this point. See, this is – and this is what – like, so he has – can you go back to the
1: beginning of that play? So – Let's start. So he's already got like an outside leverage. If you look at Sean Wade, so this is, he's got to have a good release and you want to see him have that, that burst to just get that step so he can stack him and get on top of him. And this is the one thing that I think Paul does lack just a little bit is if he had that burst to create just a little bit more separation, he wouldn't have to be so physical at the point of the point of the uh, catch where he would win routes cleanly and he would be able to catch and run. So like there, Wade's patient enough with him. That he can't run by him, so that's that's the one thing that he you know I'd like to see just a little bit more that acceleration and burst that that
0: second gear, and that's likely what caused him to fall to the fifth round or whatever it is we took him at is exactly that because that's what the teams want to see at the next level is that burst and acceleration
1: exactly right so but like that you see that's I mean he knows how to run routes right he's he wins with understanding how to leverage and, and being uh, deliberate out of his cuts and then being able to so strong with the with his hands and at the catch point where he can win those stuff
0: Sean Wade family might be really want to getting ready to want to watch their eyes here about another play or so <laughs> it's about to be a murder on the field <laughs> yeah he just gets locked up with him there Trevor's just looking for something here
1: yep
0: he's a technician He's a technician of a route runner. I think he really understands what he does well, and he goes out there and does that. I mean, he's a very self-aware player, if you ask me.
1: Right, and I think that that, some of that is that he, right here's that route.
0: (laughs) Again, though, amazing finish, right? Amazing finish, but I mean, that little, I mean, he'd been going outside all night, right? Most of the game. Hits him with that, and Sean goes, oh, he's going to come in, but he's already got his back to him. Just cuts it off. Lawrence and him, had perfect chemistry to get back to the ball.
1: And that's what I was talking about earlier when I said he's got great releases, then he's got great counters to his releases. Like you just mentioned, he's been doing that little jab, 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 release outside the whole day, right? Now he jab, 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 work it back inside. Sean <laughs> Wade's like, oh, shit, where'd he go? Speed turn to get on top, and now all of a sudden he's already back underneath him, right, with a little push-by again. The physicality with the hands, watch the push by when he breaks out, boom,
0: little swipe there. Kind of like a great technical boxer. He's always got a counter for whatever his opponent's gonna do. It's never flashy and at times it can look boring, but it's always gonna be so effective. He's gonna be able to find a way to win. That's yeah. what he's Clemson.
1: And that and then the just the finish, right? We talked about selling that. out just the finish is great effort. Catch the ball, get north and south, split some defenders. Get hit, still get in the end zone. It's so awesome. I, yeah, it's really, really, really well done.
0: You got to love that. Clemson was getting smoked at this point in the game. Yeah. Not close. But this was one of his best college games, his last college game. And I think this is probably the game that's the best representation of him as a player.
1: Right.
0: At least I would say for in my opinion of what we'll be able to watch here. Oh, no, Trevor. Don't do that. This game was the big sec. This game was the silver medal game. Yeah, because neither of these teams are going to have a chance to play Alabama. Even though I do think we got robbed of one more. There we
1: go.
0: Got robbed of another Lawrence Bama game. Let's go uh-huh. back to it.
1: Little dig. Good job pushing vertical to keep the cushion. Right, he speed cuts yeah. into it. Speed cuts into it, a nice downhill exit. So watch, he speed turns. You can see he speed turned at what, the 34? And he ends up catching the ball back at the 35. So he's coming downhill when he catches the ball to ensure that nobody can cut in front of him. Boom, catch it, right? So speed turn at 34, catch it at the 35, a little one-yard downhill exit angle out of the speed dig. Again, it's just little, little stuff, but it allows the separation. It keeps the cushion with the defender off of him. It's a nice job.
0: You see that pass from Lawrence? Threads it over that dude's arm.
1: He knows where he's going with the ball already. He He wasn't even looking at him. Plants his foot. Yeah.
0: Zoom. <laughs> oh man. Oh boy. And he's mad too. He knows it. He says, "I cooked him again, Trevor. I cooked him again." Oh. <sighs> Love that. Love that in those hands of the line of scrimmage. Boom! Swipe, just okay, get off. Yeah, the swipe, get yeah. off of me. Again, though, setting him up with that
1: outside jab, and then right back underneath, two hand swipe. That's
0: he really fits the mold the Chiefs went for in the twenty twenty one draft. I th- I know we've talked about it on the show, but you know, a lot of, I don't know if it's a lot of teams in the National Football League. Is really only one team can has the right to talk about beating the Chiefs, and that is the Buccaneers. And the Buccaneers have certainly talked about it. They've made it quite abundantly clear. They think the Chiefs were a very soft football team this past season. So you even take a look at the draft picks. Powell fits the mold of all the other guys they've taken. Nick Bolton, physical downhill linebacker. Creed Humphrey, very physical center with a wrestling background, if you didn't already know that. (laughs) Josh Kane, though, as much as a project as he is, a very physical player when he is in the game. Powell physicality Noah Gray maybe not so much I think that was kind of the Andy Reid love child pick between him and Travis Kelsey one someone that kind of looks like Kelsey in there to help out every once in a while maybe not so much on that one and then Trey Smith is as physical as they come but you think is going to help make this team tougher in the future
1: oh for sure it's it's something too he's coming in as again a senior from a tested program who's played in big games, who has taken time and, and really had to work for his starting job and didn't get it until his senior year for whatever reason. So he's going to come in battle tested and he's going to come in more mature than a lot of um, maybe younger wide receivers that are coming in. So I, I do think he's got that mental toughness that, you know, is a great character guy for your team.
0: Is, uh, do you think Powell is going to be one of those guys they talk about? You know, maybe even I – won't, I won't go as far to say this year because you do have to remember, when you're putting guys in the Chiefs' offense, it is going to be a high-ceiling meet. You know, people have been complaining about McCole Hardman for a couple of years now because Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill have had all-world seasons. And you have to think with the way the offensive line has improved, they're going to put a pretty big emphasis on what Clyde does this year. So maybe this year isn't going to be Cornell's year. In the future, do you think he's going to come in and be any kind of a difference maker? Um, I, I don't know if he'll ever be more than, you know,
1: a role player, you know, maybe a second, third option, fourth option. But I think he's a guy that you can, that helps fill out and build, builds complete Super Bowl winning rosters. You know what I mean? Like he's a guy that he can not only play that X wide receiver, but he can also, play special teams you know he can get in on kick coverage he can get in on punt coverage he can get in on punt return you know in spots so I think that with all those things he's a great asset to have on on your football team and he's the guy that you want you know you're what's the quote you're only as good as the bottom of your roster well if he's you know if he's a guy that is your fourth or fifth wide receiver as a rookie and he ends up being your third or fourth wide receiver you got a pretty pretty good depth going on you know
0: Exactly. You gotta have those glue guys. And the that bottom third of the Chiefs receiving roster was lacking. They're not trading McCole Hardman. I know everyone wants them to go get a sixth round pick from McCole. That would be very stupid. That's not gonna that's not happening.
1: Yeah, they're not trading McCall.
0: DeMarcus Robinson, camp body at this point. I know we're all gonna get very excited about some camp wide receiver who goes in and tears it up in seven-on-seven, the same of you that we're calling Lucas Nyong Fat are going to get enamored by some seven-on-seven drills, probably by the dude from Notre Dame, whose name I forget, but he's the Funky Chicken or something like that.
1: (laughs) What is that, the Sly Fox or something, Slippery Fox or something like that?
0: Fox does the Funky Chicken. What's that dude's name? I forget off the top of my head. Is it
1: Finch or something like that?
0: Yeah, it was Finch or something like that. Maybe? That sounds like his, right, uh, We're going to get enamored by him. They'll probably sign a basketball player out of somewhere. They'll enamor him.
1: Speaking about that, did you see the Jody Fortson thing? I missed that at the end of last year. They moved him to tight end?
0: I saw that at the very end. I'd always thought he was a tight end in principle anyway because I'd never really seen him do too much, like from the classic receiver. Who knows? Maybe Jody Fortson will have his year to step up. If they have him in there as tight end, though, I mean – It's saying a lot that they have Kelsey and they drafted someone. It sounds like a long shot, especially considering as bad as Yelder and Kaiser played down the stretch. And they also brought back Blake Bell. So that doesn't look so promising for Jody Fortson at this point, but they're creating competition. And it seems like they're going to be mainly creating competition amongst Powell, Hardman, and Pringle. Those three guys are going to be the ones they want someone to emerge from. Demarcus Robinson, like I said a minute ago, he's going to be a camp body. He's just coming back due to familiarity. There's guys that have been on the Chiefs' Super Bowl roster and started that might not make the team this year. I'm talking about Wiley. I'm talking about Demarcus Robinson. You know, maybe we see a surprise cut after June 1st or something like that. Lerondre Benet-Tardif. Yeah, I don't. Him, yeah, I mean, it would be nice if he come back, but he was really – his play had declined so much Mm -hmm. towards the end of that season, and now he's just like, He's a year out. They've completely added pieces all over the place. and I think he'll be able to save them cap money if they cut him post-June 1st, if I'm not mistaken there. Yeah, and to your point about
1: the competition, I think they're kind of doing the same thing at the cornerback spot as they're at wide receiver, right? They mm-hmm. just traded for Mike Hughes, so you got Mike Hughes, DeAndre Baker, um, Fenton, Bo Pete Keys, you got all these guys that are going to be competing for those, those cornerback spots, and I wanted to bring in some competition. I like Mike Hughes coming out of college. I think that I think he might end up being somebody that could compete for a starting spot. He he has battled a lot of injuries so far, but I mean he's a first round talent. Like what a like just your classic Brett Beach move, right? Go go pick up a first round talent type guy for for pennies on the dollar and see if you can revamp his career. Makes a lot. It's
0: it's it's really crazy. I mean, I'm sitting here listening to sports talk radio on my way home from work today, and these guys are like Oh, we have to give Charvarius Ward a contract and Breeland a contract. I'm like, no, you don't. I'm like, those guys cost nothing to get here. We're sitting here. People are concerned about the Chiefs' cornerback situation. They have had Rashad Breeland, the biggest misfit at cornerback in the NFL, a guy who on a lot of teams they labeled as what a distraction because some of the off the field stuff with him. Charvarius Ward, no one even knew who he was. These are guys they picked up for next to nothing. The Chiefs' cornerbacks have literally been the cheapest thing on their roster. And now they've got add a luxurious need to the situation. They just have to find consistent depth in the guys they have. And I do think they like some of the guys they have on the roster already. I do think they are going to give Rashad Fenton a shot to play more this season. And he's earned it. You know, he's really flashed and he's been in there in the games when he's been on his role. But now they've got guys that are former first round, you know, high second round picks or whatever. They're just going to try to see who goes in there and they're going to see what sticks.
1: Well, the the other point I was making to my dad, we were talking about it the other day. I said, you know, it would be pretty interesting too with the emergence of Thornhill at the end of last year, if they think, okay, in certain situations, we have Sneed on the outside and Ward on the outside, we can put Honey Badger in the slot and then we have Thornhill and, and Sorensen as our safeties. So, I mean, you know what I mean? That's with, if Thornhill's back to what he was when he was a rookie, and towards the end of last year when his health, his knee was finally coming fully back. I mean, now you have – you can put Matthew back in the slot and at safety, and you have a lot of positional um, uh, versatility right there.
0: Yeah, and I think it's so crazy. The people that only want to talk about Sneed being like, well, we can't take him out of the slot. We, we got to leave him in the slot. That's where he excel at. That dude's going to be a freak wherever you put it. Yeah. The way he closes in on the ball – and I know the way he closes on the ball, the way he moves his face, and the way he tackles, there's nothing that tells me he's not going to be able to go lock down number one wide receivers. That's what they brought him in here to do. I think they had him in the slot more or less because Bashad Breland is playing really well. Yeah. And he Sneed got hurt at one point also this season, if we remember. They had to find a way to get their talent back on the field, and that was the easiest route for them to get him in the game. Don't worry. They're still going to blitz. Even if he's not lined up in the slots. bag, is going to figure out some sort of a scheme for that. Now I think people should be optimistic about the outlook of the chiefs defense though, especially the secondary, because it does kind of feel like they're just getting stacking pieces on pieces.
1: I mean, all you got and you can see what they're doing. They're trying to, like you said, throw people in there and see if it sticks. You're taking gambles on guys who are former first round talents and Deandre Baker and Mike Hughes. Like, if either of those guys work out, you got them for nothing, and it could end up being home run, you know, home run moves. So it makes a lot of sense. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm excited. I'm fired up for football. I, I've said that multiple times today. For some reason, it's May 19th. I have four months I have to wait, but I'm fired up on May 19th for some NFL football.
0: have the spring league games on. I think they had like the Houston. They had like the Houston Roughnecks versus like the uh, San Diego Seal seals last night or something like that. Nice, have to get my fix with some spring ball. I watched a little bit, of- dude. They had the FCS national championship game on a Sunday, and no one said a word about it. And it was it was a phenomenal football game yeah. between Sam Houston and South Dakota State. It came right down to the wires. Yeah, do you see that back for South Dakota State? He's like yeah,
1: six one or six two, two twenty or something like that dude is massive
0: yeah there's no, I bet uh the Colts and the Titans are probably taking a good look at him
1: yeah I was gonna say that's the next Derrick Henry right there right just a massive dude
0: wow. Jonathan Taylor yep
1: all right dude that was a fun show it was the the first YouTube one man we're gonna be doing a lot more of these I think
0: yeah hopefully our my internet connection will work a little bit better been a little stormy here today so things aren't quite good but uh we always tell you to listen to our content you know i'll probably be doing some more write-ups i have some i've done a write-up on pretty much every other prospect i'll probably write a little bit something and embed this video in there so you guys are going to check that out and like and subscribe we can finally start saying that now because after 51 episodes we are done talking about film or and we're going to show you guys some film and i think this game pal put on was a good display at that
1: yes sir it was it was a lot of fun yeah, be on the lookout for for more shows and all the articles that we have over at Arrowhead Live. Checking those out, uh, you can find Caleb on Twitter at CJ Scoobs. You can find me on Twitter at Jd1617. Uh, tons of content all the time. We're gonna have the pod every week. Hopefully, we'll be doing some more of these shows and maybe even just jumping on and doing a film review there, here and there about some players. And uh, but it was exciting. I, I had a lot of fun, as you can tell. I start talking a lot when I watch in film. It was always the problem when. Coaching-wise, I would have our defensive coordinator. We'd be, like, having to split a day or something like that, you know, do offense them first and then defense or whatever, and I'd be out there talking forever, and he'd be like, all right, coach, you got five minutes. You're already ten minutes over. Like, shut up. It's time to move on. But uh, – Point, Points win games. That's right, man. That's it. That's it. Points win. But uh, any closing thoughts before we jump out of here?
0: It's May 19th if you're pretending like you're going to be the expert on the chiefs and you're trying to evaluate guys before they put pads on, you know, you're not really, you don't really know what you're talking about. And if these guys do come out and they bust and they don't play well, these guys are all going to be running around saying, Oh, I knew it. I told you so!" No, you didn't know it. You just think you knew it because you saw something and you did the popular thing to jump on someone's back. You didn't really know what you were talking about there, but All I'll say is I love seeing these young guys. I love seeing the physicality this team is going to have. Who knows? There could be quite a few uh, rookies starting for the Chiefs this season at different positions across the football. So I think that will be something fun to watch. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. All right. We appreciate everybody being here. Make sure uh, wherever you're listening to this, like, subscribe, give it a five-star review. Um, But we appreciate everybody, and we'll talk to you next time.